0: what's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the sarancas podcast joining me today to discuss a documentary genius a kanye trilogy kanye west and kim kardashian's divorce drama and kanye's harassment of pete davidson are my guest co hosts Caitlin sanchez and gavin jones you guys should remember Caitlin from episode 19, hashtag free Palestine, and Gavin from episode 15, more than an athlete. Genius, a Kanye trilogy is a Netflix documentary film directed by Cootie Simmons and Chike Oza about the life of rapper, record producer, and fashion designer Kanye West. Viewers had the chance to see unreleased archival footage from the past two decades, including his career in music and fashion, the death of his mother, Donda West, and his unsuccessful 2020 presidential campaign. campaign. What did you guys think of the documentary?
1: All right. Um, So yeah, I had heard about the documentary last minute, you know, just like everybody else. Um, And I was actually really surprised by it. You know, I saw a lot of different sides of Kanye and the people around him that I had never even known about. So I thought it was pretty interesting.
0: Okay, and for you, Caitlin?
2: I knew about it because like, being a fan, like, we've kind of known that he was filming a documentary for years. But it was always just kind of like never said it was going to come out or when it was going to come out. It was just kind of this random thing that we kind of had over our heads that a documentary was being filmed and we didn't know what was going to happen with it. So when he announced the time, I was like, Oh, it's probably not going to come out at that time. Like that day that he announced it, but surprisingly it did. <laughs> probably cause Netflix made him cause they bought it. <laughs> but, um Yeah, I knew about it, like, vaguely, but I didn't really have much of an idea of what it was going to be because it was, he's been filming it for so long, so.
0: Right, no, yeah, I, I think I just found out about it through maybe, like, TikTok or just scrolling on my timeline, Um, and I was like, okay, and I didn't really... Mm, the way I feel about Kanye, it's been it's been a little, eh. so <laughs> I wasn't really interested to um to watch it. But then I was like, wait, I have a podcast. Let me do a poll. So I did a poll on the Instagram story. I was like, do people want to hear me speak about this? And I think it was like, I forgot the exact percentage, but a lot of people wanted me to speak about more than more than not. I was like, okay, maybe maybe I should watch it. You know, this is what the I'm trying to you know cater to the audience a little bit more this year. So I was like, let me watch it. And then after watching the first like 10 minutes of act one, I was like, oh, this looks like it's going to be good. And while while I don't agree with his political views and sometimes his personal actions, I do respect how much he believed in himself at such a young age before his because it's crazy how he had so much belief in himself before he even dropped his first album. To document his whole journey, if that makes sense, like before he even made it, and I think that takes a lot of um courage and confidence, which we know he already has. Um, but that's that's really cool to see, like someone manifest their dreams so much and then it actually happens. You know, like I feel like we don't we don't see that that much. Like, all, like, you know, we have a friend that wants to be a rapper, SoundCloud, whatever. But um, it's cool to see like on that level, you know.
2: Yeah, Kanye's the definition of speaking it into existence. <laughs> he really
0: is. Um, In act one of Genius titled Vision, narrator and director Cootie Simmons said, most people just saw Kanye as a young producer who could hook him up with cheap beats. But he told me the only reason he made beats was so that he could rap over them. When it comes to his songs, are you immediately drawn in by the production of the music or his bars
1: or lyrics? Um, so me personally, I've always been a big fan of Kanye as a producer. I think a lot of the songs that he does, um, especially as of recently where he's been, you know, back into his producer type bag, where he's really been focusing on all elements of the music, I think he's genuinely one of the best producers I've ever heard. And I know he doesn't like to brand himself as that, but I've always seen him as one of the best producers. So the fact that he's still one of the greatest lyricists to me of all time. I feel like that seeing that combo, seeing that manifest itself from just a guy who was a producer to watching him have that confidence with so people who believe in him, I thought that was really cool. So I'm a big ad, uh, admirer of the production side.
2: Yeah, personally, I, I actually just had this conversation with my boyfriend a few days ago because he's really into lyrics and I'm somebody that is obsessed with a good beat. Like I wanna hear something good. Like I said to him, if I cared about good words, I would just be reading poems. <laughs> but i also love a good beat like i need something to sound just as good as it like registers in my brain and i of course Connie's an amazing lyricist and you know some of his lyrics have really gotten through the got me through the worst times in my life but just being able to play like any random song and knowing that i'm gonna vibe and it's gonna feel good to listen to it whether or not he's talking about the darkest thing in his entire life or just going to a party or whatever it is like I know that I'm always going to feel like something and I'm always going to want to like listen to the song because of how it sounds rather than just like the message like the first thing for me is always this sounds sick and then I'm like all right I'm gonna pay attention to the lyrics now like what is he saying in it for after
0: no, I, I get where uh, both of you guys are coming from because I think as a young person, I immediately am drawn into but a song by the production, like Gavin was talking about, and the beats and and the rhythm and the melodies and like the background stuff, um, and like the the bass and all that stuff. So that's that's what I'm immediately drawn into, and that's what that's what like I feel like when you go to a party or when you go to the club, like that's what they you know use to really sell the song. But then when you're just like in your room, just vibing. It's like, it's the lyrics that I'm paying attention to, especially if I'm going through something like what you said, Caitlin. Um, like if I'm sad, you know, I'm going to listen to a sad song and a, a, a really great written sad song. <laughs> um, so for sure. And I think, I think I like both for different reasons. In this documentary, we see a lot of Kanye's late mother, Donda. In one scene, we see Kanye, who at the time is still an unsigned rapper and trying to make it in the rap scene. He goes to visit his mother in his hometown, Chicago, and he and his mother have a heart-to-heart talk. There is one phrase in particular she tells him that is really quite profound. She says, the giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. The word giant is a metaphor for being great. Donda is basically telling Kanye to not get caught in his own ego. If the giant sees his own reflection as a giant, he is more egotistical and arrogant than someone who was great. Donda was essentially teaching Kanye to be humble. Do you guys think Kanye should be more humble? Uh, I
1: think that you should, but I don't think it's for the reasons that a lot of people i think that in his own right he's earned he's earned everything he's you know he's accomplished at this point he's fought through all of it you know even you know tragic you know almost life-threatening events he's fought through it all so i feel like and he's number he's pretty much one of the richest you know black men you know we've ever seen in our modern era so i feel like he's definitely earned the respect of being you know important being you know what Influencer. But I think when it comes to acknowledging human rights and people uh, in their political senses, I think that he does need to kind of humble himself. I think there are always going to be people that are smarter than you in a certain area, people that are better equipped than than you in a certain area. So for him to constantly go into different areas of, of, of life. Um, and and feel that he should be the best and feel that he should I think that's the type of mindset you want to have you know right you want to achieve that you want to strive to be that but I don't think that you have to necessarily go about it in an arrogant way that sometimes he can cross the line into right right
2: yeah I totally agree I think that as far as music and like His talent, I don't think that he needs to be more humble because he is the GOAT. Like he knows that he is the greatest at what he does. And I think that that's a wonderful thing for him to have that sense of security. In other aspects of his life, I do 100% think he needs to be humbled. It's, I think his accomplishments are amazing outside of the music world and in the music world. But I think when it comes, like Gavin said, basically exactly what he said, when it comes to, talking about people who he doesn't relate to anymore, people's life experiences, when it comes to equality, he needs to remember that not everybody is a billionaire and not everyone is going to be a billionaire, whether they came from where he came from, whether they came from below or above that, not everyone's going to end up where he is because not everyone is lucky enough to have the talent that he does or the support that he did. So I definitely think he needs to humble himself in that regard. Um, as far as music, he's allowed to be as cocky as he wants, because you know when you're the greatest, you can act like the greatest
0: right. I agree, I agree. I think that um you have to be careful of the messaging you put out when you are a public figure, when you have like so many followers, so many fans, um whether you're like a an artist a a political person, you have to be careful of the messaging because you have a big platform while with music artists you know we kind of we're kind of used to rappers being cocky like that's kind of expected of them almost and like like you both said like you should be um confident but I guess when it comes to I guess like personal like when he's talking about something that isn't music and he's like outside of the studio and he's talking about something that can affect us the general public you have to be careful you know and don't spread fake news and don't you can you can like it's, it's not really about Democrat or Republican for me. It's more so like, don't say untrue or offensive things. I think that's what it really is. Like don't, um, don't, don't send out like harmful messaging. Um, in act two of the documentary titled Purpose, we see images of Kanye after getting into a tragic car accident in October, 2002, where he almost lost his life. A few weeks later with his mouth wired shut, he started working on his lead single Through the Wire from his de- debut album, The College Dropout. His dentist told him his recovery would take a long time and he would not be able to film the music video for Through the Wire. Five months after the surgery, Kanye wanted to get another surgery to fix his bite, but it would have put him out of commission for too long, so he decided not to get the surgery. Kanye turned his frustration and pain into purpose. He went on to win two Grammys for Best Rap Album and Best Rap Song for Drop Dropout and has sold 4 million copies worldwide. Did you guys know about his fatal accident and the history behind this album?
1: Um, so, yeah, I actually did know about the accident. Um, I learned about it a, a while ago when I was reading about, up on him, maybe at like middle school. I was you know learning about, you know, he was starting to develop that influence on me, you know, starting to listen to a lot more of his music. So I definitely did learn about that. And I did know that, you know, college dropout was around the same time period. So a lot of the songs from there had influences. But what I didn't realize is how quickly after the accident he actually put himself back to work. I didn't realize that it was literally, like, maybe days, weeks, where I think they said in the documentary that even while he was in the hospital bed, just a couple of days after he started writing uh, Through the Wire, and so, like, I didn't realize how quickly it actually was, and the fact that when he recorded Through the Wire, he was still, you know, he still had his mouth, um, you know, still very messed up, so that's why it sounds a bit different when you listen to it, you can kind of tell, but those little details, I didn't know, but I definitely could see how it could influence the college dropout which ended up being a complete you know success
2: yeah, yeah. oh sorry <laughs> well, yeah. i knew about the accident i i only knew though because i was really young when through the wire came out and i remember like being really young and watching the music video on mtv and i didn't obviously know who kanye west was i just knew the song and i watched the music video and like you see pictures of the the accident and I'm like that's sad like I thought I didn't know it was him his accident because I was so young I didn't like put two and two together but like over time obviously like always growing up listening to Kanye and then actually getting to be a fan of him like know more about him as a person then I put two and two together and I was like oh those are images from his car accident um but yeah I I definitely think I was a little surprised at how quickly, like Gavin said, he started making the album after I knew that like the actual song was literally like wrapped through the wire, but I didn't know that the rest of the album was pretty much like shot right out right after so that was pretty surprising to me.
0: In act three of the documentary titled Awakening, we see Kanye speaking to people in the audience at the Kanye West Foundation f- fundraiser back in August, 2007, where he says, they say overconfident like it's a bad thing. How could you be overconfident? You, sh- you should be overconfident. It's almost a mentality of a slave that is too loud. So that's my thing, willing to beat the negative perception that they try to throw on a confident black man because they haven't seen that before. We kind of spoke about this a little bit before, but do you guys agree?
1: So I actually, that was one of the messages throughout the, uh, throughout the documentary that I did uh, kind of agree with. I think that a lot of people, if looking at that, if that, of that section of the uh, documentary, if they look at it, they can read it wrong. They can read what he says wrong, which I think a lot of the times does happen with his words. Sometimes he says things so erratically. Sometimes he says things in a certain type of way where people don't really understand the way that maybe he wanted to actually put it out there. I think that's kind of played into you know a lot of his um recent you know rants and outbursts on instagram but i think that when he did say that you know the way that he acts um is is looked down upon and it shouldn't be i thought that was extremely important um especially when speaking to young people as well because a lot of people i think that his confidence as well as you know the people around him led him to be so successful and led to a lot of his, uh, you know, biggest breakthroughs. And I think that if he didn't have that confidence, you know, Lord knows where he would be. He wouldn't have been able to go into the different offices of all those different execs and sit through them, disrespecting him and sit through all that stuff. I don't think he would have been able to do that. So for him to then display that confidence all the time, I think that's, you know, his right. You know, he's earned that. And I think that when people say that it's almost like a slave mentality, I think that he was 100% right. You know, they don't want you... They don't want to see a successful black man being so you know exuberant with his life being so you know expressive um because it, it may influence another black man to be just as ex- expressive and successful and that line can continue so I think that I definitely understood at least where he was coming from at that point right
2: yeah I totally agree I think the fact that he's a black man, a hundred percent without a doubt in my mind comes into play when people criticize him because they criticize him very differently than they criticize so many other people. And I don't think that him having confidence is a bad thing. I think it's what, like Gavin said, it's what got him where he is. We would not have a Kanye. and We would not have most of the people that we listen to now without Kanye if he did not have that confidence. I definitely think that, you know we've already touched on it sometimes he can really slip up and that confidence can really transition into a harmful ego and kind of he he doesn't know how to you know portray some things that he wants to he doesn't know how to really like vocalize and verbalize a lot of the things he wants to say in a way that people can digest it more um especially like we see him going back on things he said and like trying to apologize or trying to explain it especially like in the documentary we see that Um, even when he's on the radio station after the whole TMZ situation, um, just seeing him be there and be receptive to a Black woman and a Black man telling him like, this is what you said that was harmful, being from the Black community and seeing him be receptive is kind of reassurance, at least for me, that he doesn't want to say things to harm the Black community. He just doesn't know how to say things and nobody is checking him and telling him you're saying this wrong you're not being like you're not being sensitive to the fact that these there are people being affected by what you're saying so I definitely think his confidence is a good thing in you know a music sense but I definitely think that um people also criticize his confidence a little more than they would criticize somebody else's
0: that's that's true that's true I can't lie and I think it's it, like I think we let the the society lets white men be arrogant. They let a white man say whatever, and you know they're they're treated a different way. But then uh, maybe Kanye could you know act the same way, and it's like oh whoa whoa, whoa chill buddy. <laughs> so it's definitely that's definitely true. And I think I think maybe maybe I maybe have to check myself too. Like oh am I criticizing Kanye West or this black person? harsher than I'm criticizing this white person acting out of control, you know? Like we might have to check our own selves. And I think, but like you said, that confidence is his thing. I think we all listen to music artists for a certain reason. Like we like Beyonce for this reason. We like person B for this per, uh, for this reason. And um, confidence is a big part of his brand and the lyrics and the music and like the reason why he is the way he is. And I think his mom had a lot of confidence as well in him and it, as being herself as well. So, you know, uh, shy Kanye, we wouldn't listen to him. (laughs) It would be a different Kanye, like Gavin said. So it's definitely a good point. We kind of have to let people be themselves. And then, you know, when they do act out of line, let's handle them accordingly, but let's let's handle everyone the same way. And it's, you know, we know why we can't always do that or people can't always do that, but let's, you know, attempt to at least. What did you guys find to be the most surprising in the documentary?
1: Um, So for me, I thought, you know, the craziest part of the documentary, I thought the craziest part was probably when he was showing off um, All Falls Down. Okay. Um, I think that was, for me, that was really crazy watching him go into every single studio and watch these regular just executive people who are probably no names today in the industry just completely ignore him completely just you know brush him off completely just brush off you know the thought of you know the song even being good there were some of the people were laughing at him you know they were putting him on hold interrupting him in the middle of it and I found that crazy because to me I'm sitting here like that's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my lifetime probably one of the greatest you know rap songs of our generation and they're listening to it and maybe if he was a bigger artist if that was Jay-Z who walked in and played the same exact song they'd probably be sitting there like oh yeah you know this is pretty good but because he was you know just known as a producer they all didn't really believe in him they just sat there and pretended as if the song didn't have the quality that it did and I found that to be crazy and I bet those people you know they're sitting here now in 2022 watching that documentary (laughs) (laughs) damn I don't look
0: so good there yeah. all they
1: all all had to do was just pay attention and they would have been responsible for putting on one of the greatest artists of our generation they would have made their bag off of just helping him but they were it seemed like they had a complete ignorance just because of who he was so i thought that was probably the most surprising part for me
0: that's a good point point. and for you caitlin
2: yeah i okay i didn't think about that and how surprising that really was like i was watching and i was like this is so weird but it really is like incredibly surprising, but for me what I probably found really surprising was um like the dynamic he had with Cootie and like that point where they kind of drifted it made me really sad <laughs> but it also it surprised me because I didn't really like like I never really thought about it like I knew who Cootie was like vaguely because like whatever I'm a Kanye fan like oh the documentary blah 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 like but I didn't really realize the Different cycles that their relationship went through, even seeing after the Grammys party, like Kanye kept calling him the wrong name. And he was like, dude, I'm gonna hit you if you don't stop calling me the wrong name. <laughs> he was like, oh, chill out. Like that made me so sad. And I was just like, no, please reconnect. Like, I hate this. Like, obviously, they do. And that makes me feel better. But I felt really upset about that because I was just, like, I know the idea of, like, drifting from your best friend or somebody that, like, has been there supporting you for so long, and I know how sad that can be, and I don't know if Kanye felt as sad as Cootie did, but I do know that, like, that feeling that Cootie felt definitely is not a nice one.
0: Right, because, like, you're supposed to be, like, the homie, and, like, yeah. why are you forgetting my name? Even if you are drunk, why are you forgetting my name? Like, that's crazy. In front of all these got, people not camera. If-
2: I don't know if I would have reacted as well as he did because I would have been like, excuse me, that's not my name.
1: Honestly, to add on to that as well, I felt like that part where it showed that, that you know, they had disconnected or drifted apart, I thought that was also a really big sign of the pe- people that Kanye had around him and the influences because I think even to our last point, we were speaking about, you know, how people can sometimes, you know, get out of line and you need somebody to check you. Mm-hmm. I thought when he you know, when his mom passed away and when Cootie started to fade out of his life, I could really start to see the difference in his mentality um, and the people he had around him started to completely change. And I think that that's where, you know, his, you know, at least mental state um, in terms of, you know, being checked and, you know, making sure he's, you know, always correcting situations. I thought that that's where it started to go off the rails, where he lost the people around him who really cared because Cootie was somebody, he was his best friend. He really cared about him. I mean, you know, Kim Kardashian's his wife, but the Kardashians, it doesn't really seem like they care about him enough to check on to check on him, to check him when he says things, to make sure he's, you know, always in a positive and healthy state. It feels like, you know, the people around him just were running the money that he brought in and we're just keeping him around playing a yes man you know watching his antics blow up and so i thought that was a really when i saw that disconnect and even when he came back and when they met up again and he was almost acting like a completely different person for a while until he really yeah. started to gel i thought that was a really big indicator of the fact that kanye had the wrong people around him for a while and it, you can see the lasting effects
2: the Kardashians don't even have anybody to check them so I don't see right. them checking Kanye either that's I, right. I definitely
0: no that's a great point that's a great point I think um sometimes people probably switch up and they change their they, they change their friend group and they it goes from like neighborhood people and neighborhood family and friends to like industry fake yes men and then you yeah. see you can kind of see a difference in the artist from like maybe the first couple albums to now are just like their their personal personality from then to now i think the kardashians i can only assume but i feel like the kardashians were probably scared of kanye of him like lashing out on them so instead of like controlling him like they did with other exes i feel like they probably i feel like they like okay let's leave him alone like oh he doesn't want to be filmed let's not film him um you know like we're not gonna ruffle any feathers because we don't want to get speaking poorly about in the media or in a song and i feel like he didn't speak poorly of them until this divorce you know which is very interesting so yeah i think you gotta you really gotta and I, i think that's a lesson to us like you know regular people um to like, be careful of who we surround ourselves with and our circle and like, let don't don't switch up on people because Cootie, had he, had Cootie and Kanye still been close, Kanye may not have, you know, done certain things. You know, Cootie's not his dad, he's not a therapist, but, you know, I think, you know, if you're, if you're friends with somebody and you see them acting a little, you know, out of pocket, you would try to, you know, reel them back in, like, hey, you good, bro? Like, you know, stop doing that. So I think it would have helped.
2: Even with the Jesus walks video, um, like Cootie told him, you're going to use this guy. You're going to not like it. And then you're going to call me and ask me to do it right. And he was like, you know, I just got to try and, you know, spread out to the industry. And Cootie was like, all right, whatever, do your thing. And exactly what he said was going to happen happened because like the people that know you best are going to know you best, whether you want them to or not.
0: Right. Right. And like, don't, don't burn your bridges, because you never know when you're going to need that person again. That's so true. Which album of Kanye's is your favorite?
1: Um, so for me, I think my favorite Kanye album would probably have to be The Life of Pablo, just because I think maybe not his, you know, his best album, but I think the album that had the most impact on me was, was definitely The Life of Pablo. I think just because of the timing of, you know, the time that it came out, you know, I was in high school, you know, we all have those little high school, you know, dramatic low periods where we just need good music, we need some good influence. I thought that hearing his sound in the life of Pablo, hearing the sound of all the people around him, I felt like that's where he started to kind of at least somewhat try to realize like, oh, snap, I'm really far away from the people that cared about me. And so you started seeing him work with artists that he hadn't worked with in a while. You started seeing him pull in, you know, big industry artists that he knew were going to have, you know, good influences on him. People like Frank, you know, doing certain certain things. Cuddy, you know, who's one of his closest friends in the industry. Just bringing a bunch of different people around him that I thought that were, you know, very big advocates for, you know, at least somewhat of a better lifestyle. I thought that that was one of the albums that definitely stood out to me. Is like, damn, like this man, like. Has had an impact on my life like he's definitely that's a good one
0: i didn't i didn't expect you to say such a recent one but that's definitely a good album for sure
2: yeah i my answer changes depending on the point in my life that i'm in um <laughs> right now the album i listen to most is probably graduation like that album comes in and out of being my favorite album because like i grew up on that album specifically like i I remember listening to College Dropout, Late Registration, but Graduation was the album that, like, I was like, I like this guy. (laughs) And then (laughs) probably second would probably be Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, only because um, that album is what got me into music as, like, an art form rather than just, like, being a fan of, like, things that I hear. Because I, like, I remember the very first time I ever listened to it it was downloaded illegally through LimeWire on my brother's iPod that I would take to elementary school or middle school or whatever, however old I was back then. I would take it on my bus, my little purple iPod case, like, and I would put in the headphones and I would listen to it on there. And I remember the first time I listened to it, I was on my, like on the bus to school, to my Catholic school in my little uniform. And I was like, what the hell is this? And like, obviously, I didn't get through the whole album during the bus ride. On my way back, I was listening to it. When I got home, I was listening to it. And my mom came home and yelled at me for taking my iPod to school because she saw me take it out of my backpack. And I was like, (laughs) I cannot talk to you right now. I finished the album. And after that, I was like, this has literally changed my life forever. And I've never looked back. And now music is one of the most important parts of my life, all thanks to that album. So... Something i love there.
0: that i love no yeah it's it's very nostalgic the his earlier work it's very nostalgic my dad it was and is a big fan and we i always heard that in the house on the car to school car coming back from school um it was a big it was a big part of my childhood um i, I would say the earlier work i would say college dropout um graduation those are my favorite life of pablo was good i i think it was part one father stretched my hands part one i, I think i like that one um the song the most in that in that album
2: Life I didn't include an this, but
0: in versus, in a versus battle, who would you want to see Kanye go against?
1: So I've actually had this conversation with a lot of my friends. Like, we have had this debate, you know, especially when the verses started coming out. We started talking about, you know, who would be the best to go up against each other. And I feel like Kanye is one of those untouchables where you need, like, somebody who has a lot of hits, a lot of... And nobody really has those back. I mean, you can put Drake up against them, but, you know, in a verses, you kind of have that, you need to have that intensity. And I don't know what Drake is going to do if Kanye puts on Jesus Walks. Like, I, I don't know what's what going <laughs> to happen. So I feel that's like maybe be. maybe a Lil Wayne, I could see having that type of music or, you know, those types of, those hits, or maybe like a Jay-Z, somebody like that, who's well-established, already has all their, you know, hits behind them. They can really, you know, have that backing.
2: Okay. I think, Wayne, I think Lil Wayne's a really good one. I didn't think of that, but that's actually so good because they both like head to head ran yeah. the early two thousands. Like exactly. it was, if number one was either Lil Wayne or Kanye West, like exactly. it was like they were really the kings. So I think that's a really really good one. I was gonna say maybe Kendrick, but I don't think his discography goes back far enough to be to be like a good answer. So I'm gonna say Lil Wayne too.
1: Kendrick, he's my favorite rapper. Me too. So obviously you know I, I could definitely see him in there but i think he needs a little bit more work for to to encompass a kanye versus
2: yeah i 100 percent agree
0: that's a good point that's a good point because drake is more he's a little bit more recent and his work yeah. he has a lot of hits but it's more but so like, like it's like you know, yeah and it's not really like classic yet yeah. like um what do you call it
2: Drake's albums also don't hit as hard as his popular singles do some of his albums are like the same thing a couple of times but I'm not gonna talk shit
0: <laughs> yeah I, yeah I hate to say it I hate to say it because that's one of my favorite artists but uh, that's true that's true because it, it's like you it's 30 songs on an album and why do I only like seven of them <laughs> <Like that's> not,
2: <laughs> so true that's like I could I could bump a good Drake album every once in a while I could listen to Drake like I grew up listening to Drake too but
0: like yeah you gotta, yeah. <laughs> that's you gotta be someone, someone and drake is more i feel like it's more gen z
2: mm-hmm. whereas
0: kanye's like millennial and uh gen z that he like surpasses so that's that's a good
2: point that's a good point drake Drake is a part of the culture kanye changed the culture i think
0: i can't argue with that i can't argue with that <laughs> Um, moving on to um, a different, yeah, different topic, uh, more recent topics. Back in February 2021, Kim Kardashian officially filed for divorce from Kanye West. West has dated multiple women uh, since then, but that hasn't stopped him from targeting Kim's boyfriend and comedian Pete Davidson on social media and through his music. On March 3rd of this year, Kanye and the Game released a music video for their song Easy. In the video, there's an animated clay version of Pete that Kanye kidnapped, tied up, decapitated, and buried bur- bur- it alive. Davidson has yet to react to the video, but plenty of people are expressing concern about the graphic and somewhat threatening images the rapper chose to depict in the visual. The music video ends by making one final remark about Davidson. The clip concludes with a text that reads, everyone lived happily ever after except Skeet. You know who, JK, he's fine. Did Kanye go too far or do you guys believe this is just art?
1: So I'm kind of 50-50 on this topic because on one hand, I feel like a lot of what the media is portraying about the situation isn't entirely true. I feel like even when when uh, Kim and Pete, when I heard about it on the radio when I was driving to school, I heard about you know Kim and Pete starting to date. You know they they had just become a couple. Da 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 da. And for me, I was kind of confused because I had known a lot about you know the SNL skits that they had done, specifically Pete Davidson on Kanye West and a lot of the jokes that Kanye had previously said he did not like, you know, a lot of the jokes had to come out about Kim and Kanye that he tried to, you know, make fun and stuff like that. So I had known about that. So off the, off rip, I was just like this, I'm very surprised that she's even entertaining this because of the past history he's had with Kanye. So when I saw Kanye, you know, starting to you know, send little shots and little things at, at Pete, I was like, honestly, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want somebody who's been tearing me down, tearing my family down, tearing my career down for jokes and stuff around my kids. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Um, So in that sense, I feel like I can't necessarily, you know, fault him entirely on that because I wouldn't want somebody like that, or I wouldn't feel entirely comfortable if somebody like that was around my children, you know, was, you know, being around them, stuff like that. But when it comes to some of the rants that he's had where he's, you know, put out uh Pete Davidson's address uh, at one point or his phone number or something like that. He had, you know, made the clay, you know, art depiction, as you saw. I thought at that point he had he had just exaggerated the problem and, you know, made it turn it into something way more than it needed to be. And I feel like he doesn't also understand the influence that he has on his followers where, that, i mean i don't think any kanye fan is gonna sit there and do any crazy craziness but at the same time he's gonna pete davidson ended up getting millions upon millions of dms comments tweets all at him you know shaming him all this other stuff like that so i thought that in that sense it was really harmful and that he way went over the top um but in terms of his just general dislike for the fact that pete davidson's around his kids which is what he He's claiming that this is. He's claiming that it has nothing to do with Kim and that he's not into her anymore, but he just doesn't want Peter out his kids. And that's I'm like, okay, fine, there's ways to go about that, you know, do your thing, whatever. But when it comes to the way that he's going about it, I don't know if it's necessarily right. Right.
0: And for you, Caitlin.
2: I have a little bit of a different answer because for me, like I tried I had this argument with my boyfriend because he was like he was really upset about it he felt very strongly that Kanye was like out of pocket for what he was doing to Pete but I kind of said like where I grew up and like like the place that my family's from like if you get with someone's like baby mom or like their ex-wife like you're gonna get a lot worse than like an Instagram post like saying like I don't like this guy call him skeet you know what I mean like I just think that this generation is a little bit soft when it comes to things like that because I grew up like my parents are pretty young so I grew up listening to 90s and 80s hip-hop and rap so to me like a hip-hop beef like you're talking about killing each other you're talking about shooting each other you're bringing up each other's kids and things like that and like we look at like Eminem like yeah a lot of people criticize him for going like stepping out of line and saying like some really (laughs) messed up things in his music but like that's rap. Like, you're getting with one of the greatest rappers of all times, ex-wife, and you're not expecting to be mentioned in a song. Like, I think that you're kind of delusional if you don't think that that's going to be, like, a thing. And as far as, like, the claymation thing, I just think that was jokes. Like, I really don't think that that's a big deal. (laughs) Like, to me, I was kind of just like, well, at least, like, at least it was a claymation. Like, if it was my dad, it would actually be him. Like, it's very different. You know, from where where I grew up, I don't really think of, like, threatening someone on social media as even, like, a real thing. Like, if you do that, you're lame as it is. So I think Kanye just doing that, I think it was was lame that he did that because he could have, like, just come to this man as a man and been like, listen, like, you said these things about me. This is the mother of my children. I'm in the middle of a divorce. He could have been, like, taking, like, a man-to-man with him, and he didn't. So I don't love that. But as far as like it being too far, personally, I don't think it is because I've seen a lot worse and I know that it could have been a lot worse. Um, But, you know, it's all about perspective. And um, I definitely understand like on a broader cultural societal level, like it's not acceptable that he was so vocal and so public about his criticism about him but like on a personal level I was just like it would have been worse if it was the father of my children like it would have been a lot different (laughs) (laughs) if it was me like it wouldn't have been Instagram like you know what I mean
0: (laughs) that's true that's no you have a good point I think um it was rap that's where rap kind of started you know rap um rap battles you know in the street and stuff like that and then you know, back in the days, it was much more violent lyrically, and sometimes, you know, off stage, like people really like went to prison. Like so many people have yeah. went to prison based off of you know real beefs. It wasn't just like a rap beef. Um, so that's definitely true. We see that in the '80s and the '90s from our favorites, or you know, people who are no longer here. I think. Like you said, I, I, I wasn't, I knew Connie was going to speak about Pete in a song. I knew that because, you know, as musical artists, you take your personal life and you put it into, in your music. And that's what keeps us like, oh, OK, like, wow, like, I want to hear more. Um, I think it's just the, it was the claymation for me. I, that's a big graphic. That's a big graphic. I, and I didn't expect him to go that far. I think it had to been like a different type of artist, like Machine Gun Kelly, or like uh, someone a little out there. I would expect them to do that um, or maybe someone like Billie Eilish who has very like very interesting music I don't know someone someone a little bit different I wouldn't expect Kanye to do it. I thought it would just be him like dissing him and then like next um, and we're, we're recording this on April 15th and he Kanye's been kind of quiet for a minute um, so I wonder what the next thing is going to be or if he's going to sit down with him or maybe sitting down right now and speaking to him um, met, but yeah I, I, I would rather that than opposed to like shots on social media because i feel like his age group wouldn't take it to social media i feel like his age group would take it in person like meet me outside you know so i'm, I'm surprised that he's acting like that my right, next question on march 13th of this year it was reported that pete and kanye allegedly exchanged words via text during the exchange west reportedly asked where, where the actor was and he allegedly responded by sending before sending before sharing a shirtless selfie with the text that read in bed with your wife Davidson also offered the rapper help with his mental health struggles and offered to meet in person one-on-one. In exchange, Wes invited the comedian to Sunday service, but it's unclear if they met up. What did you guys think of Kanye and Pete's conversation on iMessage?
1: This kind of just reiterated the fact why I personally wasn't looking at Pete or Kim as, you know, full-on victims in this situation. This is part of what reiterated it for me because I feel like, you know, the media is like, oh, my gosh, Kim, she's in danger as if, you know, she doesn't have billions of dollars. To protect <laughs> her. As if Kanye is, you know, he's not going to hurt nobody. Like, I feel like the, the media is portraying, that, oh, my gosh. Like, and then so when I see that Kanye posted the actual text messages of Pete saying what, what I thought was pretty disrespectful, like they're trying to have a discourse with somebody. I don't know what the conversation was the context beforehand. And they may have been arguing beforehand, and then that's what he screenshotted. But from what I saw, that was pretty disrespectful, especially when that's like he's already said. He's not, he doesn't plan to be with her. He doesn't want to be with her. He just wants his family. He just wants his kids to be in a good position around him, stuff like that. So when you're like, oh, I'm in bed with your wife, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then right after that, you try to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I can help you with your mental health if you uh, need it, by the way. I just felt like that was, you know, I, I felt like that reiterated for me why i don't consider pete davidson to necessarily be a a victim in this situation and why i felt like the media and even still after that you know even after the screenshot came out all the media was focused on these magazines these tabloids are focused on oh pete davidson tries to help kanye with his mental health and he turns him down and oh they're gonna kanye's posting screenshots and putting i'm like did y'all not just see the part where bro just sent him <laughs> in his, you know his ex-wife's bed and all that's and a good that, point I, I thought that i thought that that you know was a big and the fear of me of you know, this it shouldn't be as big as it is like it shouldn't be as big of a deal as it is but um that's what that's what i thought about it
0: that's a good point and for you caitlin
2: I think um, the idea that Pete Davidson is going to help Kanye with his mental health is a funny joke. Like, you have been with this girl for six months and you have her name branded on you and you got a tattoo about her, but Kanye's the crazy one because it's the mother of his children and he's upset that you're trying to interfere in their relationship. Right. Like, if it was me, do not talk about somebody's children. Do not No, like absolutely not. I felt like people totally, like they think it's cute and romantic that Pete is basically like love bombing Kim right now. And like, like that to me does not seem like you're stable and you're working on your mental health. And I don't know much about like Pete as a person. Like I know what the media knows, of course, but to me, like, why are you like this? You're suddenly the spokesperson for good mental health. Like, you're on SNL constantly talking about being crazy and constantly talking about doing drugs, but you're going to help him with his mental health. I don't think that every person on the planet needs to get medication. I do think that he needs to be conscious with his mental health and knowing he has a diagnosis. I think he needs to be responsible about that for his own safety and for that of his children. Everyone else does not matter, but His children and himself are what matter in that aspect. And I do think it's important for him to do that on his own accord. And I think the people that love him and care about him should be a support system for that and encourage him to find whatever the alternative to medication, since he's been vocal about not liking medication, finding the alternative to that to help him and to, you know, really help him like just be the best that he can and feel the best that he can. While also not going against what it is that he wants to do with his own body. I think Pete Davidson should not have said anything to him. I think if Kanye sent the first text message, like like Gavin said, we don't know what the first, like the beginning of the conversation was. If Kanye sent the first text message, he should have been like, I'm not going to get involved in this. You're you're a married woman or assumed to be not married woman, divorced woman with children with this man. This is not my place to get involved. I know that he's probably having a manic episode and I have no business involving myself and instigating more issues. And so for him to not do that, and not only not do that, but also try and upset him more, knowing that you're dealing with somebody that struggles with their mental health very publicly and has been forcefully institutionalized and you think it's okay to provoke him because I'm crazy too, so I can do it. That doesn't make sense to me me knowing somebody i i personally grew up with one of the closest people in my entire life a family member has the same diagnosis as Kanye it is not easy to live with somebody that has that diagnosis it is hard and it's not something that you just interfere in if you don't know especially it's not something that you comment on if you don't know and so the fact that this person went out of their way to just antagonize him knowing that he's probably manic, it just felt very horrible and like off to me. And it doesn't feel like, oh, I care about mental health. It feels like I care about weaponizing my own mental health when it feels good for me. And when I can look good in the media, because I'm a person that struggles with it. But also when somebody struggles with it, that isn't like me or doesn't look like me, or doesn't do it the same way I do, I'm going to villainize them, especially if I want to fuck their wife. But that's how I felt about it.
0: Ooh, those! you made a lot of good points. You made a lot of good points. This is why I had you guys on the podcast. You know, you guys <laughs> aren't miss anything dumb and you guys look at it from the big picture. Those are, those are good. I didn't think about that going into uh, recording this. I didn't think about that. I think the media definitely, when you follow like, maybe like Variety or People Magazine or E! News, they're going to side with, I feel like white people and they're going to side with the Kardashians. Maybe because, you know, Keeping Up With The Kardashians was on E!, I don't really know, but I—that's a good point. And I think, I think before I like I didn't want to like defend Kim and Pete too much because I was like, you know, I don't really because <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of things about her that I don't like and I don't agree with. So I don't I didn't want to put them like defend them too much. I just feel like I think for me I want them to co-parent maturely because I think a lot of times like in the in the black community and also in the Latino community as well we see sometimes like it's hard for to to parents to co-parent, especially to parents of color. And I think that sometimes it can have a, how the parents behave can negatively impact the children. So we want, like, I don't want, you know, they're rich and like, they don't need to worry about me, but I don't want those kids to be traumatized because of how their parents are acting or, you know, be bullied in school. Cause I'm sure, you know, everyone you know north is of age to understand what's going on and I'm sure that that's not easy going to school and people are making fun of you based on what your parents did and it has nothing to do with you so I think that's how I was looking at it and I feel like I'm defending the kids actually not um not Kim but I think and that's you. a good point because how how could you how could you joke about being in bed with someone's wife but then want to help them and then do this stuff and then the media like like you guys said flips it in a way that Connie's the bad guy and Pete and Kim are completely good. And Kanye isn't right for the way he's been acting, but Pete wasn't right for sending that message, making a joke and then wanting to help. And then also that history, which I didn't know about. Pete making fun of um, Kanye on SNL. I knew he made a joke about the red hat thing, which I was like, okay, you know, that was a crazy moment. And people are gonna talk about that whether Kanye likes it or not. Um, But like the history of him badmouthing him over and over again, I didn't know about. So of course, if you're gonna date if I already don't really like you and now you're dating my baby mother, it's like, okay, like this is, this kind of weird. And I'm surprised that Kim would date somebody like that, that um doesn't like the father of her kids. Cause she usually keeps it cordial. So like, yeah. why are you dating him out of all people? So those are, those are great points. Those are great points. I think, I think like we said before, Kim um Kanye and P are going to have to sit down at some point and like speak because you can't, this can't keep going on, you know, for, for at least, if not for their sake as men and, and being mature, for the children. Because that's really who's going to be affected. Kanye can always date whoever he wants. Kim can date whoever she wants. Um, but, you know, be careful who you introduce in front of your kids and be mindful of their well-being, for sure.
2: I definitely think, like, Kim has a responsibility as the mother of his children to also tell her boyfriend, stay out of it. Don't get involved, don't say anything to him, even if he antagonizes you just out of respect for me. Don't respond. I think that like she did the right thing when she texted him and said, "Listen, I don't like you posting these things, please don't obviously he he did a weird thing with that, like Ooh. posting it. It's a weird thing to do, but you know it is Kanye, so what do you expect? But I do think that she needs to also step in at some point and just be like, "This cannot be like a back and forth because at the end of the day. Like you said, the kids are who are going to suffer and she needs I think she needs to like just as a as a mother take the responsibility of, you know, this is not how we're going to handle things because Kanye's girlfriends are also not going on Instagram or going on SNL. Or texting him like oh i'm with your ex-husband it's a very different way and i don't like these women i'm not advocating for any of his girlfriends i don't like them i like <laughs> vocal about that i'm not defending them as people but as far as the way the relationship dynamic goes north is going on trips with pete davidson now we see that they've met so this is a lot more serious and you need you as the mother of these children as the ex-wife of this man and as the girlfriend of this man you need to make those boundaries a lot more clear and a lot more firm.
0: Yeah. If you're, yeah. Like if you're, um, if you're dating someone and then you have kids with someone else, the person you're dating should not discipline that child, or at least not physically discipline that child. And that person needs to know its boundaries. Cause you know, that's not, that's not your, tr- like I saw somewhere that North, I don't know if it's true, but North apparently allegedly sat on Pete's lap. that's going to get a lot of people that's going to get a lot of fathers upset like why are you you're not what's going on here um I don't I don't my dad doesn't even let my sister sit on male relatives laps so who are you you know
2: I think it's also a cultural thing because I saw on Twitter when that happened there was a lot of like white women like what is the problem that's her boyfriend and then I saw a lot of black women saying like Y'all don't get it because it's a cultural thing. And it's true because even like in a Latino household, like that's not a thing. Like you are not, your daughter is not sitting on a man's lap. I, the only man whose lap I've ever sat on is my father's because that's my father and it's different. I've had, my stepdad was in my life for mm, 10 years and I knew him before that too. And never, he's never even asked, like that would be so out of pocket for that to ever happen. It's definitely a cultural thing. Because Kim, as like a white-washed woman, I won't have the race debate about whether Kim is white or not. And Pete, as a white man, you don't get it. But that, to me, I saw that and I was like, that's not okay. Absolutely not in any way, shape, or form am I letting my daughter, the thought of my daughter sitting on a man's lap that I've been dating for six months, any man generally, but also a man that I've been with for six months, you're crazy! Absolutely
0: not. No. Uh, do you think Kanye's social media outbursts are a result of his bipolar depression or his innate personality, or perhaps both?
1: Um, for me, I definitely think that it's a bit of the combination of both because I think that he does have a lot of very genuine posts. Um, a lot of them are about his, you know about his kids, about you know seeing them, about spending time with them, about you know showing pictures of them at the Super Bowl, or you know just sending pictures of her at school or, you know, even just him in the studio or just him, something like that. I feel like that's, you know, the genuine part of him, you know, his, his personality. I think that that's him being an artist. I think that, you know, that's, you know, any regular person's Instagram. I think that when he does, while you're, if you're going through something, especially as serious as, you know, dealing with your ex-wife and her new boyfriend and, you know, the child custody you know, regulations and rules and how, you know, he wasn't being allowed to see her as often as he wanted to and how the Kardashians were controlling the amount of time that he could see her and this and that. I think that it's very hard when you do have a bipolar disorder to be able to maintain your calm and, you know, especially when you have a tool like Instagram to influence and let people know about, you know, everything that's going on in your life. I think that some of those posts definitely were not, you know, thought out, calculated posts. They were, in the moment, he's mad about something. Um, let me show people, or, you know, even even in the fa- even in the sense that, you know, they're controlling stuff with behind the scenes. I want people to see this. I need people to see this now, in this form, in this fashion. Just post it now. I think that that's, in that sense, I think that it was a bit of the bipolar, you know, having, you know, not having that full control over, you know, your emotions and your, you know, your personality. But I, I definitely think that, a lot of the posts that he was making came from the heart, came from him as a genuine, you know, I mean, a genuine uh, individual as him, his own self being, you know, expressive. I thought that that was definitely, you know, his personality. Right.
0: Well, that's true. And for you, Caitlin?
2: Yeah, I think Gavin said that perfectly it's it's really just a combination of both and I just want to add like one other thing that I think is also a contributor and I think it's his age because I think him being a 40 year old man like with children he doesn't really get social media and I know because my parents are in the same age group as Kanye and Kim and like my mom tells me about like the Facebook drama like when people in that age group have an issue with somebody, they will go on Facebook and they'll at such and such and be like, I can't believe you did this thing to me. And you know, for us as like, like we sub people like with a subtle post and we're like, uh, oh, you know, I hate bitches. Like something like that. But, <laughs> You know, like a 40 year old dad is going to be like, I really don't like that you did that to my wife. Like, I don't like you for doing this thing. With their I think full
0: he- name and. Right. You know, all that
2: exactly. Stuff. I think he doesn't get it. Like, I, like, my dad is the type to, like, if he wanted to, like, he could post on Facebook and be like, listen, Steve from down the street, like, I don't like that you did that. I don't like that this happened. You know what I mean? Because he's a dad. Like, he doesn't get social media. He's. 40 something years old and he also is kanye social media isn't his thing he goes on twitter yells and then doesn't go back for another year like (laughs) i really don't think he even gets the standard of like you're not supposed to blast your ex-wives new man on instagram like that's not what you're supposed to do he i think he also just doesn't really get like how we react to it as like the subtle generation as the generation that's like i'm gonna sub this person and that'll be it, like that's the conflict,
0: you know? Right, like we, we navigate social media, our uh, age group, Gen Z, very different than, I don't know, uh, he's not a baby boomer, but what, think, you know, older they're... generations. Gen X? Gen X, I think. Yeah, so we, we navigate social media different than um, older people um, or people older than us. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good, I think it's a combination of his mental health struggles. I think his, his personality that we discuss, being very confident, Um, and yeah, uh, his, is his, his, uh, his age, I think, um, he definitely needs help. He definitely needs therapy and definitely needs maybe better people in his circle. Like you guys mentioned earlier. And I think that, you know, get rid of the yes men, (laughs) you like, get rid of people that are just, um, I, I guess, too scared to share their opinion truthfully. Um, or, or like, you know, they don't want to fumble their bag, so they're just going to, you know, uh, go with him um, and just say yes to whatever. So I think he definitely needs therapy. I def- he definitely needs to. He's been quiet on social media. Um, again, we're recording this April 15th. So he's been quiet since the last like outburst, which I think was the text messages or, or, or him being upset um, about Pete and North or something. So he has been uh, pretty quiet on social media but I think he needs to step away and like go on a retreat or go, you go on vacation and step away and uh, hang out with his, you know, girlfriend uh, that looks like him, Cheney Jones. Um, Cause <laughs> so I think that, that, should, um, that should help like stepping away. I wish Kanye went the Jay-Z route where like, you know how Jay-Z and Beyonce, they never say anything about anything. Yeah. I kind of wish more artists were like that. It's easier said than done. Cause I wouldn't like if someone came at me or my family, crazy um, how certain people do like just, you know, regular people on social media. Um, but I just wish that they kept it quiet so that, like, it's not like a, how do I, like, how do I say, it's not like a mess, you know? Like, I, I'm sure, certain I, I'm, I feel like Jay-Z, if he has a problem with someone, he handles it privately, and I think that's the best way to go. Um, but, you know, I can't tell a 40-plus-year-old man what to do. <laughs> uh, I just wish people were a little bit more, like, quiet, or not quiet, private, I should say. Um, and finally, is it difficult being a Kanye West fan despite all the antics? Should problematic celebrities or celebrities who do problematic things be canceled or just held accountable?
1: I don't know if I'd say it's, it's difficult. I feel like, you know, the last couple of months have definitely been interesting because, you know, I'm a diehard Kanye fan, you know, trying to defend him, you know, through a lot of the stuff that he's been doing hasn't necessarily been easy and it hasn't always made me want to defend him you know obviously there's certain situations where i've been like bro you're wrong like my guy just chill out like there's <laughs> to this there's no need for you to be posting that so i definitely feel like maybe in that sense it's been difficult but overall especially with this documentary i feel like i've been able to see and obviously i've known this for my whole life of being a kanye fan but i feel like i've definitely been able to see a more well-rounded version of kanye And I feel like this documentary has helped Kanye fans in the sense that we don't have to defend, you know, Kanye's, you know, moral character because you see it in the, you know, you see it early on in in his career where he really does have a good head on his shoulders. He has the right people around him. You can see what a person can do with the right support system. And I feel like Kanye is such a genuine person that he still had that throughout his career. It's just, you know, the people around him that you caused a bit of toxicity here and there. So I think that, celebrities do deserve to have a bit of, you know, uh, uh, backlash when they do do problematic things. Even if it is Kanye, even if it is one of my favorite artists, I definitely think that he's not above being called out for certain things. But uh, in terms of defending him, I feel like it hasn't really been too crazy, especially with this documentary, because all this time I've been saying, you know, Kanye is a well-rounded person. He just doesn't have the right people. He needs help. And I feel like that's what everybody else can kind of sort to see now. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: I, yeah. Um, I agree. I think it's weird because, like, in my circle, like, in my friend circle, I have maybe one friend that, like, actively listens to Kanye, but isn't, like, I don't think she would call herself, like, a Kanye fan the way I do. But, like, I have friends, like, pretty much all my friends every time anything happens with kanye i get a text like oh did you see blah 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 or like um like somebody will be like what are your thoughts on blah 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 like it'll just come up and because they know how much like i love kanye and how important he is to me like his music and like his art in general so it's definitely like it's it's always a fun conversation starter it's not always a fun conversation but it's definitely a conversation starter to be a Kanye fan it none of nobody around me is ever like act like actively gotten upset or like angry with me because I also am a rational person with like a head on my shoulders so when he does something that is like he's done some really like terrible things I like said said he's not done like crazy things but he's said some really you know awful things that I don't agree with um but I also like being somebody that has experience with somebody who has bipolar disorder I a little I kind of like feel a little bit more sympathy and like I'm a a, I let him kind of get away with things sometimes in my own head because I'm just like I understand how difficult it is for him to maneuver things and to say things and to process some of these things um and not to excuse it with mental health but it's just like the reality it's not easy so I think I It can be, like, a little annoying when every time he does something that people don't love, I get a, you know, an argument or, like, a subtle, like, back and forth with somebody about it, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's a good person. He's just, he he makes some questionable decisions, and I think he's just trying to maneuver life like the rest of us are and he's just doing it very publicly with a with a diagnosis that's very difficult to deal with. So I think it's not hard. It's just, um, it's part of the job description. We, (laughs) we, We love him and we appreciate his music and it helps us just as much as we need to support him, you know.
0: Right. And maybe conversations like these where you're not arguing in a comment section <laughs> and you're having your actual <laughs> conversation with friends or family, um, it could help and you could actually get to the root of it like, oh, maybe it's this more so than this. And I think um, our generation, like, sometimes we can like cancel people um, too quickly. And I think sometimes some people do and I actually want to have an episode about cancel culture. Um, I well, think some people get do me on that. Artists, yes, yes, definitely have you guys back. Um, I think some people definitely deserve to be canceled like, in my opinion, like I don't feel comfortable being a fan of R Kelly and stepping in the name of love I don't feel comfortable, you know, supporting Bill Cosby, you know, and, and I feel like that's that's also very extreme certain people do uh, deserve to be canceled but I think other people maybe not so not um, canceled but like held accountable and like have the conversation and, you know, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe ban him from the Grammys. He won a Grammy, which is crazy, but (laughs) it's like, okay, maybe give him consequences and and not like mute Kanye. We don't need that. Um, And I think sometimes, yeah, looking at it from the big picture, like you guys seem to do um, and like, okay, you know, how is the media portraying it versus what actually happened and what was actually said? I think that's a good point. Like stepping back and not just immediately you know, um, bashing him on social media or something. So I think that's true, and I think um, that's why I wanted to have this type of episode where it's it's well rounded, where I'm talking about the documentary, which is which is positive, but also I didn't want to I didn't want to lean one way or the other too too much because I wasn't I wasn't planning on talking about Kanye at all in the podcast, but because of um, you know my listeners, I was like, okay, you guys want to hear this, so let me talk about the documentary but let me have a full well-rounded conversation so that I'm not being biased, but also I don't want to bash a black man for an hour. <laughs> like, I don't want to, you know, I don't, this this is a safe space um, for black and, la- and Latino people. So I don't want to, it's hard. It's like when, when, a, when someone that looks like me does something messed up or bad, I don't want to bash them in front of like on the internet, but I also want to have a full real conversation if that makes sense. So it was, it was important for me to have both sides, you know, his his artistry and how great he is but also you know hey maybe let's not do that or let's okay like you're wrong here but you're you're right here and having nuanced conversations i think that's basically what i'm saying
1: where can everyone follow you guys um you guys can follow me at uh instagram at uh underscore gavin Best place um find me i look me up on linkedin gavin Jones. Uh,
0: awesome awesome
2: and for you Um yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's S, just like how it's spelled, a little weird, K-A-I-T-H-L-Y-N. Um, and that's pretty much the only social media I use that's public, so Instagram.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, if you would like to watch the documentary Genius, a Kanye trilogy, it is available now on Netflix. Be sure to leave a rating for this Ron's podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the Cervantes Podcast YouTube channel and click the notification bell up top so you never miss a new episode. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.